When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered podcast is brought to you every week by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. Partnering with them is probably one of the best decisions I've made because I love public golf and Cog Hill is the epitome of good public golf in Chicagoland. Featuring four championship golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill brings the best of public golf to every player that steps on its property every single day. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you want to play your best and you want to look your best, go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to check out everything they have. They've got the latest equipment, they've got the latest apparel, they've got training aids, they've got accessories, everything you could possibly think of to get you back in the game and to play your best every single time. WorldwideGolfShops.com Hey everyone. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. This is season two. For those who may be listening for the first time, the first season, we talked to all sorts of industry leaders on golf equipment, a lot of different personalities in the game. And while we're going to continue to talk to personalities in the game here in season two, it's a little bit of a different spin because this season, I'm asking each of my guests one simple question. What does golf mean to you? Today's guest is a friend that I uh, met on Twitter, and uh, we've not had the chance to meet face-to-face in person. I hope we can at some point. Uh, but Jay Revel is one of the most passionate writers that I have ever had the chance to correspond with about the game of golf. He's written two books, both about his love affair with the game, the first being The Nine Virtues of Golf, which are, uh, which is available on Amazon right now. And then his upcoming Swing Walk Repeat, which you can find at back9press.com. And that's actually back9press.com. CJ, I remembered. Jay and I talk a lot about what golf means to him. We talk about his family. And we talk about how even people with the biggest differences in other aspects outside of golf can still find that enjoyment together playing the game. He's a great person to get to know. And I hope that uh, you enjoy this conversation we have today. Mr. Jay Revel, thanks so much. Hey, man, I am glad that, first of all, I think this is the first time we've actually spoken face to face. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) It's good to to see you. Such is the way of uh, golf Twitter and all our favorite outlets. You know, we make friends over the internet and then, you know, meet in person later on. Yeah, for sure. And and it's funny, too. At, at the time of this recording, coincidentally, it, it feels like Twitter's the only thing that's working right now. Facebook's down, <laughs> yeah. Instagram's down. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, not a great time to be trying to uh, run my ads for my new book today, you know, but what are you going to do? Yeah. And, and we're going to get into both of your books, I think, as we talk through today's topic. And as uh, Jay, we talked about before uh, this season, uh, we're talking about one simple question. And that being, what does golf mean to you? So what would you say 
is the importance of golf to you? Cause I know you're in it pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty deep is uh, uh, an understatement, but you know, golf, golf has just meant so much in my life. Um, I, I, I almost said golf means everything to me. I, but if my wife heard that, she might, you know, uh, flinch a little bit, although she would probably, uh, could give you many stories that would, uh, you know, point to that being true in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I grew up in golf. Um, golf has just been an essential part of my life. Um, I've written before and told people that, um, if you separated me from golf, I, I think I would be, I'd be pretty lost. Um, I grew up in a little small town just north of Tallahassee, Florida, the last uh, outpost in Florida before you uh, reach the state of Georgia. It's called Havana, uh, mm-hmm. Havana, Florida. And um, we have a nine-hole golf course there where my grandfather was the head pro and sort of jack-of-all-trades club manager, you know, a very small club. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it led to that town being a pretty golf-obsessed place. And um, our family, we were fortunate to live uh, right off the fourth tee box uh, at Havana National, as I called it. And, um, you know, the golf course really raised me. I mean, I spent every waking minute uh, that I could as a kid uh, working on my game, playing with my brother and our neighbors, um, really from sunup to sundown. Uh, we both had our dogs with us all day and, and, you know, summertime, those were just wonderful, wonderful memories. And the game just really shaped who I am. My, my uncle, my, um, grandfather's son, mother's brother, his name is Mm -hmm. Ben Bates. Uh, some golfers may have heard of him. He was, um, on the big tour from about 98 or yeah, 98 was his first season through about Oh two. Um, he had the dubious record of racking up the most all-time starts and cuts on the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, you know, made a living out there for a long time. But we spent a lot of time, too, following him around the country and, uh, you know, going and watching these events and just, you know, again, soaking that up, soaking the game up. Golf really just, again, um, was so important to me as a child. And it's funny. I, I, I went to college. I went to Florida state. I, I kind of mm-hmm. got burned out on playing the competitive junior circuit and all that stuff. And, uh, had some offers to play at some very small, uh, private schools, but, uh, I had a, a basically a full ride scholarship, uh, to Florida state uh, academically nice. and, uh, went there, loved every minute, uh, kind of majored in, you know, all things fraternity and, <laughs> uh, you know, extracurricular activities and, uh, really, really didn't play, that much golf in that period of time. But then when I got on the other side of college, uh, that bug came back with a vengeance. And uh, I've been really going back down the golf rabbit hole ever since. Um, It's my favorite pastime. It's my favorite way to uh, spend time with friends and family, uh, dogs, Mm -hmm, (laughs) loved ones. And, um, and mostly myself, you know, for me to be able to go out on a golf course is a, a fairly meditative experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me a way to both detach from reality and and disconnect from a lot of the things that are you know maybe problematic in my day to day life, while also um, you know working through solutions for those things. I just sure. I, I find more clarity of thought and. Uh, out on the golf course than anywhere else. It, it makes me closer again to family and friends and 
myself and God and and like I said, dog, my dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it, it's just a it's just an essential part of who I am. Um, and everywhere I go, um, golf goes with me. And um, I, I I don't know what I'd do without it. It 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 is it has made me the man that I am today. Uh, and every time I go play, I, I try to have it lead to me being a better man. I don't always hmm. uh, live up to that, but we try. Hey, that's all we can do, right? And that's it. One of the things I, uh, many things I like about you, Jay, but one of the things I respect the most about you, um, you've written two books now. The first being uh, The Nine Virtues of Golf. I've had the chance to read that one and loved every minute of it. Uh, just you opining on some of the life lessons that you learned. Uh, some of the, uh, you mentioned your dog many times, even yeah. even in the book. Uh, what kind of prompted you to write The Nine Virtues before we get to your second book? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I let's see, back in 2017, this, this thing, again, we all kind of call, you know, uh, golf Twitter or golf Instagram, you know, it was really in its infancy. Mm -hmm. You started to see, um, you know, maybe certain brands or, or pages, influencers that were doing some pretty neat things. And for me, it was, it was really interesting because I, I always felt like, Hey, you know, again, I got my golf pals here in Tallahassee and, and they're all on, on sort of one wavelength when it comes to the game. And we have a lot of fun together right. and have just, I mean, we take great trips and play in a lot of local tournaments and in our club, we just have a ton of fun, but you know, that's, that's not always uh, the group where I can go talk about the meditative side of golf mm, or sure. um, you know, certain things about golf course architecture or um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it, um, what I found on the internet was that there were thousands of people who had many of the same interests that I did in golf. That was maybe a little bit deeper than, than some of the surface level stuff that you know, I get into with some of just the guys on the weekend. Right. Sure. And that was pretty cool. I, I started to really go down that, you know, rabbit hole and exploring some brands. And you know, again, when got, when all of that was really just kind of getting started, it felt like you could kind of reach out and make these connections with people. Cause you're like, Hey, I, I saw your page. I really liked it. It's pretty cool. When did you go to this place? Oh, I was there. Right. Um, you know, this month and man, did you go, did you eat at this restaurant down the yep. street? These places. So there's just all these connections that were happening, um, really quickly. And you were seeing these follower accounts on some of these, you know, different, uh, accounts really just, just go through the roof and it was yep. growing rapidly. And, it, there started to be these meetups and hangouts and um, things like that. And, and it, you also would get turned on to certain places that you never would have heard about otherwise. And one of those places for me was Sweetens Cove Golf Club, mm -hmm. which a lot of people, you know, uh, rave about now. But back then it was sort of this, you know, rough and tumble uh, startup that Rob and his team was, you know, trying to really just make survive. Right. And um, I went up there, I had a wedding, not too far from Chattanooga. And I told some of my friends, Hey, we got to go see this place. I, I've been hearing about it. People are raving about it. I gotta go see it. I gotta go see if the you know hype is, is real. Sure. And so we took a little trek up there the morning of that wedding. Um, and I was blown away. I mean, from the minute I stepped foot in the gravel parking lot to walking in that little shed of a clubhouse, just, <laughs> and then you know, actually getting on the golf course, I was like, holy cow, man, this is nuts. And then it just occurred to me that, you know, there's got to be a whole lot of other places 
they're going to blow my mind. I got to start spending some more time, you know, trying to travel and, and mm-hmm. get out and see the rest of the golfing world. And it's funny. I got back. Uh, I remember getting back to work Monday morning, sitting in a meeting, 8 a.m. Monday morning meeting mm-hmm. that we did every week. And I was totally zoned out, daydreaming about Sweetens Cove and how in the <laughs> hell I could get back up there. Sure. And by the time the meeting was there, I looked down and I had this just page worth of notes that I had almost you know, just scribbled in the meeting. And and they were really going to outline for a story hmm. about the experience. I've, I've always loved to write uh, professionally. Um, you know, I've got a, a marketing and communications firm here in Tallahassee, but uh, through a few stops, mostly in sort of the local political world here. Uh, right, I've done a right. bunch and bunch of writing. I've written, you know, op-eds for all kinds of different people, a lot of ghost writing, that kind of stuff. And um, I have written a, you know, a lot of stuff under my name, but I'd never written about golf, which I mm-hmm. all of a sudden seemed pretty bizarre to me that I had never thought to write about this massively important part of my life. And so I went home that night and I wrote this little story. Uh, it was called The Song of Sweeten's Cove. Hmm. And my friends at uh, Sugarloaf Social Club published it on their blog. And it got a ton of response. I mean, I, I had Rob reaching out to me, all these people reaching out to me from around the country that were mm-hmm. you know, kind of having a shared experience to what I had. And I was like, man, this is, this is really cool. I think I'd like to do more of this. Yeah. And so from that point on, I, I, was, I was a golf writer. I started writing about my experiences and uh, I started a, a medium page, which led to a website. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the nine virtues of golf is a collection of a lot of those, those early writings, uh, some of my favorites. And, um, you know, there were some themes in that book that I started to notice as I was going through, um, some of the things I had written that, um, you know, it's, it's a book about why I love the game. It's a book about how I love the game. Uh, it's a book about places I've been, people I've seen, and really just that sort of um, vibe that was starting to grow within the game of golf on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a lot of my musings and uh, uh, you know, a collection of, of essays that you know formulate my thoughts about the game. And you know, I, I I never really had high expectations for it. I self-published it on Amazon. Yep. And, uh, it's, it's sold quite a few copies. That's good. It has made, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's, I've made incredible connections with, I've had people read it all around the world, Mm. uh, which just blows my mind. And I've gotten some of the coolest notes from people, um, just telling me how much it has meant to them and how much it, um, was a reflection of how they feel about the game. And that really led me to believe, okay, we're, we're really on to something here. Mm-hmm. And um, if I can just stick with it, maybe we'll, maybe we'll continue to find more and more of an audience. That's awesome. And I'm sure you will. I, you've already got an audience. And one of the things I really appreciated the most about your book, um, you just described how it tells the times on how and why you love the game, but also who you love the game with. Yeah. And in it, one of the best stories that I liked the most is when you were describing your relationship with your brother mm. and the, just the opposites and ends of the spectrum in many ways. But when you came onto the golf course, everything was right there and you could just have that competition. I mean, I think that's so important. Yeah. I talked about in that piece. I appreciate it too. That, that is, that's one of my you know favorites uh, for a lot of personal reasons, as you can imagine, mm-hmm. but sure. Yeah. You know, we, um, we tend to believe a lot of things differently. We act a lot different. He's got long flowing hair, lives out in Colorado. 
Uh, he's actually blowing in here uh, in a couple of days for our member guest. Nice. Uh, which we're very excited about. And again, people will look at us and go, I can't believe those two guys are brothers, but we are. <laughs> and uh, but but golf has always been a, a, a shared language. Uh, I, I think I called it in the piece of a negotiating table between warring tribes, you know, and it's just a place where we can be kind of honestly kids again and, and mm-hmm. relate to each other again. And, um, you know, we've had some rocky moments in our relationship. It's gotten a lot better in recent years. And a lot of that is owed to the fact that we started playing golf together again. Mm. Um, and I have just always found, you know, golf is just such a great bridge building exercise. Um, you know, whether you're playing good together or playing bad together, you usually end up lowering your guard one way or the other. And sure. And that's really what we all have to do if we're going to have, um, you know, encompassing relationships, you might say. So, um, I, I just, golf is a, is very profound in that way to me. You know, if you, uh, if you want to connect with someone, you know, you go spend four hours in an environment like that together and, um, put yourself up against, um, you know, nature and, uh, the golf gods and, and your own inner demons. And you tend to figure out some ways you can get along and talk, you know, so it's, it's a good thing. It's a funny way that it can do that for anybody, no matter who, yeah. who you are, you just step on and you just play the game and amid all the things you just mentioned too. your second book coming up, swing, walk, repeat is available for pre-order. Is this a continuation of what you, maybe you would call like a love affair with the game? Oh, I think so. Uh, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oddly enough. So swing, walk, repeat, excuse me, the nine virtues of golf came out in June of 2020. Hmm. Um, and it was sort of a, it, it kind of became a pandemic project. Like, I mean, I really, I had it, I had it kind of all of it roughed out, but it, the project really accelerated once I was able to have some more free time yep. um, during the pandemic. And again, it kind of oddly enough, in retrospect, it's crazy that I actually started what now is swing, walk, repeat before I started the publishing process of the nine virtues of golf oh, back on uh, January 1st, 2020, my wife and uh, two-year-old daughter at the time uh, were out on the golf course, beautiful New Year's Day, uh, cold, crispy North Florida day. Sun's going down. We were just having this beautiful evening out on the golf course, spending some time with each other. And our dog's running around. We're having a, having a great time. And that, that night, um, my wife showed me a picture that she had taken of me hitting this shot with my daughter standing behind me. Uh, and she was holding, I think, one of her dolls or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was just a really cool photo. And I took it and I wrote this little, you know, musing couple hundred words about what days like that mean to me. Mm-hmm. And before I published it on my Instagram account, I went back and I said, golf story one of 365. Oh. And I was like, oh, OK, here's a New Year's resolution, right? Worth trying. And so. I said, okay, well, this will be a fun writing prompt test. Let's see if you can uh, publish some musing about golf and what it means to you um, for the next 365 days. And uh, as we all know, 2020 got a little uh, turned upside <laughs> down a few months later. Right. And I maintained the daily routine for, pro- I don't know, probably 150 days or so. And then life really got turned upside down. I went through a career change. Went, We had a pregnancy that um we actually lost uh we had some 
family things going on. It's just a, it's a real mess of a year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. To every, it was a mess of the year for everybody, but to my earlier point about golf being such an essential part of who I am in that year, it became even more important. And those little writing prompts, uh, became sort of uh, almost like a therapy journal, mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. Um, and I ended up with, I don't know, probably 250, 270 of those little musings. Um, I pulled them together, uh, on January in January of this year. Mm-hmm. And again, I, a lot of those similar themes started to emerge. And what I, what I realized is, man, I, I think I've written a pretty, a pretty interesting golf devotional here. Uh, I, you know, <clears throat> we ended up with 200, I think 230 in the book. Mm-hmm. And I call them 230 love letters to the game of golf. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all the evidence I've ever seen of why golf is something that uh, both means the world to me and means the world to people all over the uh, globe. Um, there's a lot of universal truths in the game of golf. Mm-hmm. There are things that, again, you know, you and I can hop on uh, a couple of mics and talk about golf, even though we've never played it together, never been on the same course at the same time. Right. Um, and probably have played all kinds of different, uh, you know, versions of it with different people, but that language is universal and, and, and everybody understands it. You know, once you get to a certain place in your golfing life too, you start to seek out other kindred spirits who see the game the same way you do. And so this book is a little bit of a, of, of a manifesto. It's a little bit of, a um, a call to arms for, uh, golfers who maybe think the way we do. Uh, and, and most importantly, it's a, an opportunity, I think, for golfers to see themselves in these notes that I was putting down uh, during one of the most tumultuous years uh, of, of all time, probably of, certainly of all of our lives. Uh, my hope is that when people read it, uh, they'll connect with it mm-hmm. uh, and they'll, they'll be able to understand that, hey, no matter what you're going through, uh, golf can be a real saving grace uh, on so many fronts. And it's also just a wonderful way to have some fun and pass the time again with you know, your family and friends and, and loved ones. Um, it's, it's, yeah. it's been a real passion project and I'm just, I'm thrilled to have it you know, coming out in the world here soon. Well, I'm thrilled to read it and, and I will, as soon as it's out, you, uh, you have the one daughter. Yeah. Well, I got, yeah. One daughter, Winnie, she's yeah. now, uh, she'll be four in January this go around. So yeah. getting older. Is she, uh, is she showing any interest in the game? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, she'll pull on my, um, uh, you know, shirt tail a little bit and say, let's go, you know, let's go play some golf. Uh, nice. I'll take her out there with me pretty regularly. We have a lot of fun, uh, doing that. She loves kind of just getting on the putting green and slapping it around a little bit. I think the, the funniest thing about it is she what she probably loves the most is is hitting watching me hit balls. Yeah, you know we'll go and, and hit some balls or something, and she'll just kind of sit back. She likes bringing the ball over, placing me a new one, you know, and telling me good shot every time. So it's nice to have you know adoring fans like that. Nice. Uh, but she's <laughs> got a little gallery. That's it. That's it. She's got a great little little pink set, and uh, <laughs> they're, they're real clubs and. Um, she's really got a great follow through. I got to work on that backswing a little bit, but hey, she's definitely, um, she's definitely into it. It's, it, we'll see if it, if it translates into, you know, a life of playing or not, but, uh, she certainly is, has fun with me out there and, and it's a cool way for us to spend time together. That's awesome. And, and obviously we all started playing the game at some point. Yeah. Uh, if you could name one or two things that you would hope 
your daughter picks up from the game, not just playing it, yeah. but what you love so much about it and you would hope that she'd be able to experience, what would you say that would be? You know, I, I think it would be um, develop a curiosity about uh, herself. I, I've learned more about who I am as a person walking solo on a golf course than probably anything else I do in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that quiet time, a lot of times in the evenings, maybe in the early mornings, if you're lucky, um, when you just get to reflect on who you are, where you're going in the world, you know, what your place is, uh, and all this crazy mess, yep. it, it just has been so meaningful for me. And, you know, my, my hope would be, Hey, if it's golf that allows her to do that, wonderful. I would be over the moon. Uh, but I hope she can find something that allows her, uh, to have that space and time to discover who she is why she is the person she is and, and, and really just find the things and people that she loves because golf has been that for me in every way, shape or form. And I think it's important that everybody has something like that. And hopefully, hopefully she will. Yeah, I could see that too. And I totally, totally get what you mean by learning about yourself, kind of doing that, that single round. Maybe for me, my favorite time to play is, uh, you know, dusk to kind of catch the sunset and all that. And, uh, yeah, I've had, some, as I've told my listeners many times, and I think you and I have even talked about before, some of my worst times I've been able to get over by just going and hitting the ball around for a little bit. No doubt. I mean, it, it really is, um, a, to me, a form of therapy um, in many, many ways. You know, you hear some you know, ladies and other people, I guess it could be more than ladies, but you know, you talk about you know, retail therapy, things like that. Right, you know? right. Uh, I, g- golf is like that for me. I mean, we, we were, I told you I was over at my in-laws, um, just before today and, uh, had a little bit of a trying afternoon with our daughter everything was fine. She just was, you know, having a moment. Sure. And, um, I slipped away. I, f- I have found this little driving range that curiously enough is owned by Bubba Watson in Pensacola. Huh. It's a quarter mile from my, uh, in-laws house and there's not a whole lot to it, but, uh, you can get a bucket of balls, big bucket for 10 bucks and the nice. grass is decent and, Man, I got out there last night and banged balls for about two hours and just mm. it, it was just incredible. I mean, you talk about a, a, a mood changer and you know, helped me focus, you know, kind of refocus from the week ahead and just all kinds of things I got going on. But it I, I just find that time to be incredibly valuable. Um yeah. in so many ways. Yeah, I do too. And I always joke with my non golfing friends, like you guys will never understand what it means <laughs> to do exactly what you just described. Go to the range a couple hours by yourself. It's, it is therapeutic. It's the, re- the repetitive nature, I believe. And it's just great. It's a great way to spend a couple hours. Yeah, it really is. I, I read um, Golf in the Kingdom by Michael mm. Murphy, I don't know, maybe four years ago, first time. And that book really had an impact on me. Um, I think that it's an interesting dividing line against golf diehard. Some people think that's a bunch of, you know, hooey. Um, others like me think it's something that, um, is based on a lot of, uh, real experiences that, um, that, that have moved an awful lot of people around the world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so for me, I, I, once I read that book, it was, it was almost like an invitation to, to go a little deeper into the game. Uh, and I have tried to structure my golf outings in a way uh, that allows me to get the most out of them, both you know the way I'm playing and the way that I'm thinking. And um, 
I, I, I had a conversation with Michael Murphy on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Mid-Am Crisis. And I uh, had a conversation with him a couple of months ago. It was really, really fascinating. I mean, I talk about an incredible opportunity. And I, at the end, I mentioned something that I actually went back, listened to it again, and then wrote one of the final, uh, you know, love letters in the new book. Oh, nice. Uh, based on that conversation. But I, we talked about how golf is this simultaneous journey, right? When you, mm. you tee off and you're, you're going outward from the first tee, you're, you're walking outward uh, across these, you know, hills and fields and forests and whatever else you're going through, sand dunes if you're lucky. And, um, the further you go outward, you're also invited to go inward and, mm. you know, you, you're, you're venturing out into the world with this stick and ball and you're slapping around trying to, you know, make a score, but you're also venturing inward. You're trying to look in, in on yourself and see if you've got what it takes in that moment to hit a good shot. But you're also thinking a lot. You just have all this time, this mm-hmm. quiet time to reflect on who you are and, and what you're doing. And I, again, I've had important relationship revelations, business revelations, um, creativity that just goes mm-hmm. you know, off the charts when your environment's like that. And to me, it just, again, it's invaluable time. I, I got to the point now I've been in business, um, with my firm right at one year mm-hmm. and I, I pretty much block off every Friday afternoon to go play, uh, in our group course. Now, you know, I got two kids and you know, a bunch of clients and all kinds of other stuff. So it's, it's tough, but it's just like some people block out going to the gym, you know, they put it mm-hmm. on the calendar and that's when they go. And that's, that's how they, um, you know, keep up with themselves. Well, for me, I've never been much of a gym rat, but I'm definitely a golf rat. And um, <laughs> Same. I try to schedule that time and it's, I try to keep it pretty sacred. I mean, unless I've got a real pressing situation going on with a client or a family, uh, you can pretty much bet you're going to find me out there and, and it, it does me a world of good. That's excellent. Absolutely excellent. And I'm excited to read that that as well, as I said earlier. And uh, listeners, uh, you can go out to back9press.com and you can pre-order Swing, Walk, Repeat by today's guest, Jay Revel. Jay, I think it's uh, pretty clear that you love the game and I really appreciate <laughs> you uh, telling me what it means to you. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having me on, brother. It's um, like I said, I love talking golf. I love uh, love playing it. Uh, you know, you put me in a, a place with some cold beer and some good golf uh, talkers and I'll sit there till, you know, till the sun comes up or the apocalypse happens or whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> comes first. But uh, I love it and it's a ton of fun. And uh, I think people are going to find a lot of that in this new book um, that Jim Sitar, who is uh, a wonderful new upstart golf publisher. Um, his first book that he put out was with Jim Hartzell, uh, mm-hmm. called the secret home of golf, which is the authorized history of Sweetens Cove. So it's kind of mm-hmm. interesting that his first book was about Sweetens Cove and that's yeah. what really brought me into golf writing. And Jim and I've hit it off. Uh, I've enjoyed working with him on this book. It's, it's a really cool looking book too. It's got, uh, some cool designs in it and almost every page is an individual love letter to the game. Uh, and if you don't know the great talented golf artist, Dave Baisden, uh, Dave is a great friend of mine. I would highly encourage everyone to follow him, but Dave has actually illustrated some of the, um, scenes, uh, from oh, my nice. year in golf throughout the book, which is really cool. And it just, it's got a cool look and feel to it. And, um, I just, I can't wait to get for people to get in hand and, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it a little bit.
Well, that was today's episode, folks. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jay Revel. I know I did. It's always great talking with him. Just as a quick reminder, you can pick up either of his books, the first being The Nine Virtues of Golf, which is available on Amazon, and then Swing, Walk, and Repeat, which is available for pre-order right now. And you can go to back9press.com. That's back9press.com. If you're interested in coming on the show to tell your story, answer the question that we ask our guests every week, reach out to me, Adam, at golfunfiltered.com, or find me on social media, at golfunfiltered. Take care. Be safe. Thank you.